Aloha and welcome to another episode of the English 2.0 Podcast, the podcast for ambitious English students who want to become fluent English speakers, global communicators, and real-world English 2.0 performers. My name is Al, fluency expert and professional English language coach, and I thank you for downloading and listening to this episode of the English 2.0 Podcast. Today we have another fantastic teacher interview for you. Today will be the 13th interview of teachers that we have done here on the English 2.0 podcast. And today we are going to talk to Kara from Leo Listening. So it's going to be a great episode because she is a specialist in learning English through movies. So you don't want to miss this one before we get started. Please make sure you are subscribed or following the English 2.0 podcast, whether you are listening in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on CastBox, Podcast Addicts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, please hit the follow, hit the subscribe, and I would appreciate that. Also, please share this episode with a friend, a classmate, or a colleague, anyone who you think will benefit, anyone who loves watching movies and can learn, uh, who you know, wants to learn English from movies, who you think will benefit from this. And that would be greatly appreciated. Now, let me ask you this. Are you a fan of movies? And are you learning English? Of course, I think if you are listening to this podcast, you are probably at least learning English and probably a fan of movies because I talk about them quite a bit. But are you still struggling to learn English from movies? Are you unsure of what to do and how to do it? Well, we've got a great interview today with Kara, and she's going to give you her best tips on how to learn English and improve your English through movies. And another question is, well, should we watch movies or TV series? Which one is better? Is Are they the same? Are they different? She will answer that for us today. And how about using subtitles? Is it good to use subtitles? Well, she will answer that one as well. And of course, the question that we always ask our teachers on the interviews here is, how can I improve my English? And she will handle that, of course, as we always do here on the English 2.0 podcast. So without further ado, let's get to our interview today with Kara. All right, so I'd like to welcome Kara from Leo Listening to this episode of the teacher interview. Welcome, Kara. How are you today? Hi, Al. I'm fine. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks so much for joining us. And I always like to give the listeners a little bit of a sense of geography. So could you tell us the general area where you are calling us from? Yes. So I'm in the east of France, um, about an hour from the Swiss border. So um, for people who know their kind of geography, I'm like an hour east of Dijon, in Burgundy, which is a more famous town than where I live, and then, um, and then another hour and a half going east into Switzerland, you're in Lausanne. So I'm basically between those two, and the the city I live in is called Besançon, which is wow, very hard to pronounce. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> For, awesome! Um, yeah. And how long have you been in France? I've lived here since 2007 uh, in the same place as well. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Okay. That sounds great. I, you know, I haven't, I guess I was in technically in France when I was a, a baby, but I haven't been back, okay. you know, as an adult. <laughs> so I would love to 
to visit some uh, someday, but we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm. Um, but I yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I really wanted to uh, talk to you today uh, because I know you are somewhat of a specialist in movies and TV uh, learning, particularly mm. for English students. I guess if there's something that students are doing wrong or not using movies, you know, in the right way to learn, what would you say? You know, students are making mistakes with with using movies to learn English. Well, I think the number one thing is, um, I think it comes down to a misunderstanding about how immersion works in English or any language. So, you know, we know well. We know and we don't know things about language learning. It's still a bit mysterious, even if we sort of know more than we used to. But one of the things that is known to work is is immersing yourself in the language. You know, we've all been to school and we've all tried learning, you know, and memorizing um, verb tables and lists of words, and it doesn't really like work. Um, but we know immersion works better. But it works when you're using something that's not too hard for you. So the problem with a lot of movies and TV series is that they're going to be too hard for a lot of people. I think um, often in movies, especially, that's some of the hardest language you can come across. Sometimes the way the actors speak is often quite difficult to to understand. So yeah, I think the problem then comes with like just thinking, oh well, I'll just put on a movie and watch it like I would in my native language. And I'll just get immersion and then I will be fluent in English. So I think the problem comes from there. It's having maybe too high expectations of how much you're going to understand and just how how hard movies are. So, yeah, I think that's a, a big mistake is kind of just watching them. And I say this like because I've I tried to do it myself in French mm-hmm. and I really like I really struggled Um and it's only really when I watched I watched a movie with my French teacher and she was like pausing it for us when she could obviously see that we were lost, that I actually really understood something. Because, you know, having somebody pausing the movie and explaining things was a huge, huge help. And, right. you know, most of the time at home when we're trying to learn with movies, we don't have a teacher sitting with us right. um, to help us out. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's a good, good point. And going back to the immersion um mm. yeah and why do you think it is such a, a valuable way to learn more than you know like sitting in the classroom learning because i know i think intuitively we kind of get it but is there any uh, you know uh, logical or uh, <laughs> scientific reason for that that you're aware of or is there yeah well there is definitely research on it isn't there there's that guy stephen Krashen who's talked a lot about immersion through kind of reading reading and listening and I think it's his research that says that you want to have something that you understand 95% of Mm. um, so that you can pick up new words so you actually have to use something that that with language that you're already quite familiar with right so you know, I for, for French, I switched from like sort of trying to watch movies and not having a hard time with it because I had I was using like VHS, um, you know, video cassettes. <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have subtitles that really like. The, yeah, I remember the, those uh, the VHS remember, tapes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no language options or subtitling options on those. You just you know sink or swim. You know, with the 
the French video cassette. And um, yeah, I actually switched to using graded readers. So these are like simplified versions of books in French. And so when I got one kind of for what I considered my level, so maybe like B2 at the time, it like it really helped me because I could read it on the bus. So I could like in an environment that's maybe not ideal for study, Mm-hmm. I could, you know, absorb the language and I would see kind of, it was almost like stuff was jumping off the page. Like you'd read sentences and you'd see structures and you're like, oh yeah, I know that I learned that in class, but now I'm just like absorbing it in context. And I think, yeah, maybe to answer your question, maybe the the, the thing that's important is that rich context because mm. language only makes sense in context. You know, words get their meaning from the words around them. So, right. and I think the problem at school is we we sort of learn in a, in a kind of decontextualized way yes, um, yes. and we don't have enough you know we don't have enough context in fact to, to to help us right yeah that's that's a really really good point and that's that actually came up in a conversation i just had with a friend uh, a couple of friends um actually i don't think he'll mind me sharing this uh actually uh mm. my friend mike who actually interviewed for the the podcast our real chat he's the uh, movie producer and Oh yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to listen, but yeah, I just uh, met up with him uh, for lunch, and I met his mm. uh, uh, wife, and she's uh, mm. from China, I believe, or Hong Kong, and she mm. was learning, or she is learning English, and we had a nice chat about that, and you know, exactly this issue came up because she, she was doing an online uh, class. Or is it like a pretty much a Zoom class? And yeah, that's exactly what I was saying is <laughs> it's, you know, what we're, what you're studying is probably not relevant to your life and it mm. becomes much harder um, in that way. So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. And that's something that I try to bring up as well is that, yeah, it's got to be relevant to you. It has to have context in the real world. Thank you for sharing your uh, challenges as well, learning French. So as you said, uh, the challenge for a lot of students is, or per- perhaps the mistake they're making is choosing material that's too difficult for them. Yeah. And we mentioned that uh, according to that study, um, that researcher, if you have the knowledge of about 95% and then you know, have something that's a little bit more challenging, that's really the most beneficial. And I totally agree. Um, how do you recommend students go about choosing that kind of material or you know nowadays we have dvds we have uh streaming access so how can students choose the appropriate level for themselves yeah that's a good question i mean i think with movies and tv shows you're never going to get to that 95 percent level i don't think it's it's too much of a worry like i think the the principle that you do need to understand most of it is useful i mean and, and that could be 80 percent, 85 percent what whatever um there are specific things you can do with movies to help you like prepare for watching them as well um to make it a bit easier but yeah a part of that is the whole selection process like like you were saying you know people need to learn language that's relevant for them and relevant for their situation um and i think what's really good with streaming platforms for instance is you can try out a lot of shows a lot of movies you can play around until you find something um, that you like for one thing and that's useful to you and that's not too hard you know I mean if you find the accents impossible then you know it's probably not going to be worth you know no matter how motivated you are it might just be too hard for now so yeah I think that idea is to kind of play around 
until you find something that's you know yeah that kind of sweet spot and that's not too hard um and if people are new to this then i think i would prefer um to advise you to watch tv series rather than movies because tv series have the advantage of um you know a clear context usually talking about context so whether it's a sitcom or a hospital drama or a detective show every single time you watch you're in a familiar place a familiar setting with familiar characters um we all know you know tv shows where characters say the same lines every week you know mm-hmm. like a sort of running running joke in the series so all that familiarity really helps you as you go along and it makes it easier whereas with a movie you're kind of dropped into the scenario kind of out of nowhere and you've never seen these characters before there's no yeah there's almost no context for it when you start off so I think movies can be harder for that reason but in both cases like anytime you're going to watch material like that that's you know made for native speakers not for learners you can help yourself beforehand by you know, just looking up some basic information about what you're going to watch. You could maybe watch the trailer. You could read a short summary of the plot. And you're just looking to kind of get like a basic idea of, okay, so there are three main characters. These are their names. The setting is 19th century London, whatever it is, you know, just to kind of have like a basic idea before you go in of what's going to happen, you know, with without spoiling the story just having a kind of you know basic idea can make a big difference you can be a bit less lost that way when you when you start watching right right yes uh, very good point uh, and you mentioned earlier that perhaps the you know for students maybe the expectations are are too high mm. uh, what what would you say would be i know it's kind of difficult uh, to answer for students, but what what would a proper expectation be, or what should people expect to get out of this? I mean, what uh, yeah, what would, what would be the benefit of of learning English from movies or TV? Okay, well, I mean, I think the in terms of expectations, you know, expect to not understand some parts, expect to need to use subtitles. You know, maybe not all the time, but at least some of the time. And I mean, that's another indicator that it's maybe something that's too hard for you if you need to have the subtitles on all the time. Um, so, yeah, expect expect to find it, you know, hard. But then if you really like watching movies and TV series and you're motivated to do that, then, you know, that's when it's most useful. Like I wouldn't I'm not in the business of sort of trying to persuade people that watching movies is better than what than listening to podcasts or reading books or you know however it is people are learning because everybody's different but yeah I think we can all kind of we can all make our lives easier by you know using resources that really motivate us and that are relevant to us so I don't really like I'm not going to go out there and say oh you know you must watch movies because this is the best way to learn a language um no Mm -hmm. it's not true like there's loads of there's advantages and disadvantages just like there's advantages and disadvantages to all types of you know resource that we might choose and it, it comes down to kind of what 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 you prefer really you know, what's going to motivate you over the long term, because I think that's another underestimation with English, you know, often 
um, and language learning more generally, you know, it's something that um, you might see a lot of progress at first and then the progress starts to slow down. So how do we measure progress? You know, you need to measure it also in the things that you're doing every day. And so if you're if you're motivated to, you know, watch TV series, watch movies, read movie reviews, um, write your own reviews of movies, you know, that's something that's going to keep you coming back regularly to your English. And that's how you kind of, you know, you measure your progress kind of that way. Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, again, something that, as I always say say to students, if it's something that's interesting for you, yeah, go for Mm -hmm. it. Um, but yeah, we're definitely not saying you, this is the, you know, the only way or yeah, the best this is, way. Uh, this is to... the magic thing that everyone was, I think there's a lot of people searching for some kind of magic thing that right. is better, you know, that, but it doesn't exist. So <laughs> you right, can stop looking. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So definitely search yourself and find what is, you know, as you said, uh, definitely the thing that motivates them to continue and naturally, you know, not something that you have to kind of force yourself to do. And I talk about that a lot as well. Something that not necessarily that you hope to do or want to do, but something that you will actually do. Yeah, exactly. That's better than like millions of resources that just sit there not getting used because you don't actually like them. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now, when people have selected the the film or the TV show and mm-hmm. they actually sit down, what or maybe one or two tips for people or what steps would you say people should take students should take uh, when they're actually, okay, they're sitting down, they've, they push play and they're ready to go. What, they're ready, what can yeah. they do while they watch? Okay. So that, yeah. So we're assuming that they've, you know, selected something appropriate. They know a little bit of basic information about it. So the actual like sitting down process um well there's different things you can do and like my own students have different ways of like of dealing with movies in English um and in some cases that is to actually watch the movie dubbed into their own language first so that might sound like a bit of a cheat but I I know a student who does this fairly regularly and the goal is to um be sure that he completely understands the story right Absolutely. Before, yeah, before tackling it in English. And then that way, I think it's a quite a clever strategy because that way, once you're watching it in English, um, you know you're not going to get lost because of the story, because you understand the story. You know that, in fact, you're lost because you don't understand the English. Right. So that way, you know, okay, it's probably worth putting on the subtitles here just to clarify what's going on are there some new words and expressions or was there just some pronunciation that I didn't understand? So I think that's an interesting technique, but already I think people can see, wow, that's going to take a lot more time than maybe what you were expecting. If you were just expecting to sit down and kind of watch the movie, um, just kind of on the couch with your popcorn. Right. But, you know, unfortunately you do have to like do a bit of work to make this, um, to make movie watching work for you. Um, The other thing some of my students do is they watch movies in sections. So I said earlier that watching a TV series is often easier for people, especially when starting out. And part of that is also because a TV series is just shorter. You're concentrating for less time. 
So I have students who will watch movies in like 20 to 30 minute sections. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's just also to do with like having enough time in the evening, you know, when you get home from work. But I think that can be good for just like kind of protecting your brain <laughs> because sure. that is a lot. You know, if you do the full an hour and a half, two hours in, in one sitting, that's a lot. That is a lot of English um, to process. So you can also chop it, chop it up into sections. Um, And then the other thing you can do, um, I have a friend who teaches Italian and a technique that she taught her students because they were sort of stressing out about using subtitles when watching Italian TV series. She was like, okay, what you can do is just play a kind of game with yourself where you watch without subtitles for five minutes and then you put them on again for five minutes. Hmm. so you're not using them all the time you're not spending all your time reading and not listening but you are giving yourself the opportunity every five minutes to kind of follow along a bit better because you've got the, the extra support of the subtitles right so so yeah. can i interrupt so when you say sure. subtitles do you mean the english subtitles yeah the closed captions yeah in right. okay. in the actual language yeah i wouldn't bother putting them on I would say either you watch the dubbed version of the movie in your language just to understand the whole movie and the story, mm-hmm. or you use the subtitles in English. But what I wouldn't play around with is the subtitles in your language, because I think that just gets too complicated for your brain to be listening to audio in English and then reading in a different language or a different script. I so, see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Other people might have different opinions on that, but I don't really think that's useful. I think it's better to use the the English audio and English subtitles. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing I would add to that is because um, I just I have experience uh, living in Japan. In Japan, mm-hmm. that's how all of the foreign movies are done is with the Japanese subtitles. They don't really dub um, the audio um, unless it's like ah, a kids movie. Okay. Yeah. Very so, interesting. Yeah, for kids movies and. Uh, like star wars and stuff they will do the voice actors um okay for for kids so they don't have to read but uh the the subtitles but for most a majority of the movies they are they are subtitled in japanese um so they're kind of used to it already Um, they're already okay well in that case yeah actually because i'm thinking of like so in france mm -hmm. there is a really big tradition of dubbing everything and there are like Hollywood actors they have their own voiceover artists in French who do every Uh, single movie and a lot of my students are Italian and I think it's the same thing there's a big tradition of just dubbing right movies so yeah that's a really good point I hadn't thought of that for Japanese so perhaps depending on your country of origin and your native language yeah there might not be a dubbed version available that is a really good point yeah, I did notice when I was in Russia. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, we wanted to see this back in when the original Matrix movies were coming out, and yeah, we wanted mm. to go see it, but they were all dubbed, so we couldn't. Uh, oh no, we didn't want to go unless it was in. You know, the audio was in English with the Russian subtitles, so we didn't go. <laughs> oh, but, okay, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's funny here. Sometimes when you go to the cinema, they'll say to you like, if you're going to watch a a movie that's in English, they'll say like. Oh, it's the version originale, VO. So it's in English with French subtitles. And I'm like, yeah, mm. that's absolutely fine. Like English is my native language. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I don't want to do is go to the dubbed French version if it's right. a if it's an American movie. Thank you very much. <laughs> right, right. 
Okay, but yeah, definitely is a helpful uh, step for students, and then um, then going to the English subtitles. Yeah, uh, that's great. Thank you. Um, so, let me just uh, go to this question because this is something that I, I mean we've already given so, uh, some great tips, so we appreciate that. Um, but if a student, just in a general English context, um, uh, without uh, necessarily talking about movies, but just in a general context or a general classroom setting or online, if they ask you, hey, Kara, uh, how can I improve my English? So how do you mm. respond to that question? <laughs> um, you know, I almost want to respond to it with another question at this stage, because like, I don't know, do you need to improve your English? I mean, like, because some people will ask about this or some people will go on and on about how bad their English is, but actually their level is much better than they perceive in their head. Mm. So I think sometimes it's worth asking, like, do you, do you need to? And I know a lot of people are comparing themselves with native speakers, but I don't really right. think that's a fair comparison. I mean, okay. Like I think it's important to have a native like level because that's what I've worked towards here in France because for me it's really important to integrate as much as possible and a part of that is speaking really well and understanding everything even if it will never be exactly the level of a French person like I try to you know get as close as I can um, and I work with students who kind of you know would like that kind of level in English because they're living in, in, in an English speaking country or something like this but to be honest for you know that's only a small percentage of people like most people really don't need that good a level and also lots of people who worry about their English like they have a <laughs> they already have a really good level like it's rare it's much more unusual to be the person who like occasionally people will say like oh you know I'm an intermediate speaker and like they're basically a beginner like <laughs> there's mm -hmm. there's more often it's people who have have like a really advanced level and they're like oh you know I'm only intermediate but they're not like <laughs> their level is really good right. so I would ask do you need to and then otherwise how to improve it well I would come back to you know what I said earlier about you know often it can be really hard to see progress in language learning And, you know, one of the tips is just basically, you know, start and keep going. And to keep going, you need to find, you know, the thing that motivates you to keep coming back to the language. And so that is whatever you like to watch or read or listen to in that language. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's the big life hack is <laughs> just don't start and then don't stop. <laughs> Right. And, and keep yourself motivated. Right, right. And explore things that you enjoy doing rather mm. than just doing what somebody else tells you to do. Exactly. Well, ask yourself, well, assuming that you have the time, uh, is this something that I actually enjoy doing that I'll come back to? Or mm. yeah, is this something I'm just following what my friend is doing or what my teacher told me to do or what this uh, online guru told me to do you know so uh exactly. right find for yourself what is the mm. most fun or interesting yes cool all right well we'll start to wrap up here uh car thanks so much for these mm. awesome uh tips and insights um there is one thing uh i'm gonna ask you about because i did run across it on your website um mm. is that you hate the tv show friends 
what's up with that? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe <laughs> hatred is a bit strong. I just like, I'm just done with friends because if friends isn't done with us because there's, there's still repeats on the TV, <laughs> right? right? You can basically watch friends seemingly at any hour of, well, now you can stream it. But even if you, if you just have a TV, it's going to be on somewhere. Like there's repeats of friends showing all the time. And then they did their revival or whatever it was. I don't even follow what they're doing. I'm not interested. And it's just like, since friends there have been so many amazing TV shows, mm-hmm. um, and so I don't know I don't know why people still want to watch Friends, but I know a lot of people learned English watching Friends in their bedroom when they were younger. So maybe there's a bit of nostalgia there. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. You know. Um, yeah. There's other. There's other. There's other. There's a whole world of TV series out there beyond Friends. So. Right. Yeah. Well, we probably have some. Um... Because I was from the 90s, you know, the, from the mid 90s or so. Um, uh-huh. I'm sure we have some younger uh, listeners who are tuning in or listening. So is there any show you'd recommend in particular or something that you're into or uh, that would be more uh, not, not suitable, but more uh, something you'd recommend? Something I'd recommend. I actually haven't been keeping up with TV series that much um like we were talking about this the other day with my partner we were like oh yeah there's loads of series where like the latest season is out and we've just completely forgotten to watch it I think it's partly because I've been watching a lot of movies with my students so that takes up some time Mm. um but a series I've really enjoyed over the last couple of years I think there's three seasons so far is what we do in the shadows so it actually started out as a movie and now it's a tv series and it's um a mockumentary so it's like a fake so mockumentary is mock and documentary kind of joined together Mm. and so it's a fake documentary about these vampires living in Staten Island (laughs) and it's really funny and it's I don't know how they've managed it but they've kind of got these like storylines about the characters kind of weaving into the series and so over time like you really want to know what's going to happen to them because yeah it's very cleverly done it's very funny it's very silly um the accents are a bit silly because you know the vampires are all from you know europe and (laughs) then they move to the u.s so there's some kind of um yeah funny accents and it's just it's also funny because there's the kind of culture shock thing because they don't necessarily understand like life in the u.s and also like they're kind of out of touch because they've been alive for like 400 years so Mm -hmm. they're not really like completely integrated into the modern world (laughs) so yeah i've just i just on a personal level i've really enjoyed that but you might watch it and absolutely hate it so please don't like please don't be like this she told me to watch this series and i didn't (laughs) like it (laughs) but yeah that's just one that comes to mind um just that i've enjoyed recently yeah okay great thank you yeah that's awesome uh okay so as we always do we'll wrap up with this question uh and can you give us your best sightseeing tips for either where you are now in france or from your um your hometown what would be your recommended uh sightseeing tips okay well i'll i'll give i'll give one for for here um yeah so like in my 
yeah in my actual town where I'm living yeah there's like places you can go like there's a citadel you can visit but I actually think that the best things to visit around here are really the countryside um there's some really beautiful landscapes um there are a couple of places where you've got really high limestone cliffs and you've got like waterfalls in the cliffs it's really cool and then there's also mountains so I would say you want to get yourself into the mountains the Jura mountains which are the closest ones to us which run along the Swiss border and out that way that's probably the nicest place to visit if you're ever in this part of the world wow it sounds incredible is that um Mm. How far from Paris is that like a train ride or how can people get there? Yeah, it is, a, it is basically a train ride. Like um, if you can get a train that does Gare de Lyon to Besançon, it takes like two hours. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's totally, um, totally doable and worth it. But not many people come all the way out this way. So mm-hmm. um, all the more yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In my opinion, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Amazing. Thank you so much, uh, Cara. And uh, we, yeah, that's uh, really, really good tips. Uh, so people take action and get started and or continue if you're already started and uh, keep going, keep going. And where can people find you online, Car, if they want to connect with you and how can they take advantage of your teaching in particular? Uh, well, probably, well, the best place is my website. So that's leo-listening.com. And on the website, people can find my free guide that they can download, which is called Understand Movies in English. So I go into some of the things I've discussed in this podcast, but I also go a lot more into something we didn't have time to talk about, which is how to understand fast talking native speakers. Mm. So that's something I go into a lot more. And we use a real example from a movie that I really like. So it's very practical. Um, yeah so so that's best place I've also got YouTube but I think the website is the best because you kind of can find everything on there okay great and we'll be sure to link it in the show notes as well so go get that free guide everyone Um, that's awesome we really appreciate that and uh, yeah well Cara thanks so much for joining us today on the English 2.0 podcast and we will talk to you again soon thanks Al bye So I hope you enjoyed that interview today with Kara from Leo Listening. And to get the rest of her fantastic tips and her free movie guide, please go to leo-listening.com. Again, that's leo-listening.com. And click on the yellow button in the right for her free guide. And you will get that right away. And it's great. So be sure to get that. And be sure to implement her strategies right away so that you don't lose them and you don't lose any time. You want to get those in place right away. All right, so that's going to do it for another episode of the English 2.0 Podcast. Thank you for downloading and listening. And remember to always level up your learning and level up your life.